Welcome to Abiding Life Studios podcast, where we tell relatable stories and lessons about how God moves in the natural of life. You'll hear real life stories with applicable lessons. When you're finished with the podcast, head on over to abidinglife.com where you can access the unique self-test, books, merch, free teachings, and more. Now for today's podcast. Hello, welcome to Abiding Life Studios. I'm with uh, Shay Wells here. I just cannot stop laughing today. Hi. Hi. How are you today? <laughs> I'm fine. You just keep making me laugh so much before we record that then I can't get it together. Well, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fun. How dare you be fun to work with? Yes. Well, what what kind of what do we got going on uh, the ministry lately? We have so many things. Um, we have the Necklace of Lies booklet that is available on the website under Shop and Books, and it's also on the homepage. So if you go to the homepage, it will scroll our top like latest news, latest releases. All of that is right on the homepage of the website, AbidingLife.com. Yes, that's correct. Um, also, if you go to Shop then books there is an option for audible so we have two books sidetracked in the wilderness and problems god's presence in prayer available on audible and we just had um a friend of the ministry is that what we're allowed yes, to call him I think so. and the friend of the ministry re-record sidetracked and he has a really great accent and so i love listening to it yes. for sure he did a really great job um, are we name dropping him? Yes, Richard Woodlands. Richard Woodlands re-recorded sidetracked for us. And so that is and available problems. on Audible. Oh, and problems. Yes. And so they're available on Audible. Or if you just have the Audible app, you can search the book titles and it'll pop up on your app as well. Um, and then we have merch that is available. Again, it's on the homepage of the website, but you can go to shop and then there's a merch button. It'll take you right to the store. Um, you can pick your colors, your sizes. There's hoodies, long sleeves. We have multiple options. Sleeves. And then it'll Every... ship straight to you. So yeah. it really has been a great, great company to work with. And they've done a yeah. great job. So I agree. Yeah, we have a lot of things happening. Yeah. We're finishing the second booklet and the third one is well on its way too. So just trying to create resources for you guys to go out and be able to have fellowship and disciple others with having... I don't want to say like a script, but a, a guide to helping others um, and help walk your life with them. Yeah, I think there's enough there to have the confidence to go walk with someone and have God help you along the way. Yes. I think that's the perfect happy medium. Yeah. Do you know the name of the second booklet that's about to be released? <laughs> no. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Wait. Responding versus reacting, why we do what we do. There we go. Look at you. See? Okay. We have changed the title, though. That is true. So many times. It's one of those things that when we get started on these booklets, God gives us kind of like a broad idea. And then as he starts fine-tuning the message and the sequence of how things are done, I feel like we've changed these booklets so many times from the time we start to the time it gets into other people's hands. So I agree. I think we, we make it how we think it should go. Yeah. And then we start praying and then God starts showing us a whole different way. And then it just starts changing, changing into things. So but I do know the booklet. I just forgot the name for a second. Yeah, but you got it. I got it. 
Thank you, God, for giving that to me because I did not remember. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's great. So today, I thought it would just be fun to tell a story of something that happened to me when I was, I think I was around 21, 22 at this time. Yeah. I'm terrible with age and remembering my age, but I think that's the age I was around when I uh, started farming in Australia. On my testimony, I talk about um, God waking me up and saying, go to Australia. And I was like, why would I go to Australia? That doesn't make any sense. So I called my mom and she said, I had told her what, you know, what I woke up to. And mom goes, well, that's funny because this guy stretched, just got a hold of me and said he would like you to come out and help him farm a little bit. Him and his brother just bought a farm. So I said, well, let's do it. So got the ticket and went out. So... And you might want to wonder why we called him Stretch. He was 6'7", big old farm boy. Massive dude. Massive dude. Great guy. (laughs) Great, great guy. I learned a lot when I was there. So, but when I would, when we'd farm, we would always, you know, it would be like months would go by and I wouldn't see anybody. So it's kind of weird. Like I used to always talk to the crows out there or (laughs) maybe they're ravens out there, but whatever they were. We don't you know, even get I, I would make friends with them. Okay. <laughs> Let's just say that. So you start going a little crazy because you don't see anybody, but they would always give me like a couple weeks off. And then I'd, I would take a bus and then a train ride into Melbourne, Australia. And then I would usually just sit on a park bench staring at people creepily because <laughs> it takes people watching. To yeah, it them. does because you're not used to seeing these people. You're just like, Oh, it's just so weird. So one of these days I went out there and I was eating at uh, KFC because I was like, yes, hey, a little bit of home, you know, getting some fried chicken. Does it taste the same there? Uh, Yeah, pretty much. But they put like chicken salt on their fries. I don't know what the chicken salt is, but it's so good. It sounds good. It's really good. But anyways, <laughs> so I was sitting there eating my... Uh, French fries or chips, whatever you want to call them. Yes. And I saw this, I would call them a gang. Um, It was definitely a big group of people. There was probably like 20 of them. And they were walking across and everyone was getting out of their way. Um, They were aboriginals. Um, So I don't know if they were in a gang or not, but they all had like a lot of tattoos on their face. Were they dressed in like street clothes or? Yeah, they were dressed in street clothes. Cultural clothes. No, street clothes. Okay. But yeah, everyone was getting out of the way. They were really loud, like screaming and yelling and people were getting out of the way. I remember some businessman was there and they like knocked his briefcase out of the way and then kicked it. And he would just went going to find it. I was like, oh my. And you're just sitting there eating your chicken watching this. Yes, yes, that's correct. So I, I sat there and watched them for a while. And then they went and sat on a park bench guess it'd be called a park bench it was like a almost a full square Mm -hmm. of seats but it was like one two three Mm -hmm. and so they all sat down on there they're hooting and hollering yelling and screaming at everybody and so I'm just sitting there watching them and I just felt God say go over there it's like yeah I think I'm okay here (laughs) eating my chicken I'll just watch and then again go over there and I said all right fine I said, well, I thought to myself, well, maybe this is how he wants me to die or get brutally beaten. And this is how I die. Yeah. So 
I went over there, I ate my food, went over there, and I thought to myself, okay, I'm going to walk by. And if there's no seats, then obviously I wasn't hearing God. Yeah, just right? test out the waters. Yeah, so. exactly. So I'm going to walk by and hey, if I don't, maybe, maybe I wasn't listening, you know, maybe I wasn't hearing God. So I went ahead and walked by and of course, there's one seat left in the middle of all of them. That's the worst. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. So I went and walked and sat down and they're still like just yelling and screaming. And I'm just like looking around, looking at all of them, you know, thinking, okay, what now, God? Doesn't give me anything. So I'm just, okay, I'm sitting here. I would love to know their perspective of they're just sitting yeah. there in their gang. They're sitting there and all of a sudden this little farm boy a little white boy comes in sits down white farm boy comes and just sits down did you were you still holding your bucket of chicken no i didn't have my chicken but <laughs> i had like a bag down. that i bought like a shirt or something yeah, like you so just, just sit down with them like what is this yeah. guy doing like it would be so great to obviously we can't yeah, find him again but him, yeah. just like, what was your thought say. of you knew that you were following uh -huh. god's lead but i wonder if he was like what is this guy like i wonder if god spoke to him in that moment too kind of like how you're probably how your mom you heard that at yeah. the same time that you should go to australia yeah i wonder if god was like hey you should go over sit next to him if mm. he had heard something similar i would guess so just by when i get more into the story but we'll see we'll see what everyone else thinks too so uh i'm looking around looking around they're all probably in their i would guess 20 to 30s you know, and a lot of them had the tattoos on their face. A lot of them looked pretty scary and mean, but I just kept like looking around, didn't, you know, wouldn't stare at someone too long, just, you know, glance back and forth. And all of a sudden I caught eyes with the oldest guy that was there and he was probably 55, 60. And he was just staring right at me. And so, you know, I kind of, you know, where you kind of do the side eye, like, is he still staring? If I move my head, yep, still staring. And so he's looking at me. So I head nodded him and he didn't do anything. I was like, oh yeah, this is it. <laughs> this is how I die. This is how I die. So he stood up and he walks over to me and tells the other person next to me to get up and move. And they got up right away and moved. Then he sat right next to me. Silence for a while, you know, nothing. And then he goes, so what are you doing? Were you scared? I don't think I was. Okay. I think I was more like just at that point, I think since I actually, I was probably more scared about going up there. Mm -hmm. Once I was, yeah, down. once I was in it, I was kind of curious to see why God wanted me to go sit down. Okay. So he just, what are you doing there? And I said, oh, just needed a place to sit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's probably like, yeah, sure. I said, so what's going on with all you guys? What are you, what, what's, what are you guys doing? He goes, oh, uh, one of our groups, or I forget what he said, one of our members or somebody. Um, Tribe. Yeah, one of us got arrested. And I said, oh, man. And he goes, yeah, we're we're trying to bail him out, but it's 120 bucks to get him out. And so I just said, oh, okay. So I just reached into my wallet. I didn't even think about it. I don't know why. I was just like reached in my wallet and I counted out 120 and I said, here you go, go get him out. And he goes, really and i said yeah if you need a mouth then get him out and he goes oh so he whistled and someone came over and he gave the money and they went running off and 
<laughs> went running off to get them. You know, there took like five of them out there. And so then him and I just started like more casually talking, mm-hmm. like, oh, I recognize your accent, where you're from, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. We're just kind of talking like this. And one of the one of the group people came over to me and it was like, it was a woman I remember, and she was like mad that he was talking to me. Mm. And she kept calling me guano. <laughs> Why are you talking to guano? Why are you talking to this guano? And I was like, hey, that's pretty funny. <laughs> Back crap, you know, that's that's actually pretty funny. That's clever. You know, so for me, I was like kind of giggling a little bit because I thought it was actually kind of funny. I was like, that's clever. I'm white, you know, that poop is white. So you're like, I'm not even offended by this. I know. I was like, oh, I'm not even offended. This, <laughs> this is a great I, name. I suppose I should be, but I'm not. <laughs> and then so he yelled at her and told her to leave. And she just, you know, he said not great words to her. And then she left. Mm-hmm. But then him and I ended up spinning. Probably it was daytime when we started talking. It was nighttime when we ended. Wow. And I mean, it was pretty late nighttime, like 930, 10. So I think we talked for a good five, six hours about Jesus. That's crazy. It was crazy. And he started telling me about when he accepted Christ. He told me all the stuff he does. And he said, now he like runs this whole group and just tries to keep them going, tries to keep them off of drugs, try to keep them off of drinking, but uh, helps them with, um, you know, following Christ. And he goes, yeah, does it look perfect? No, but... (laughs) He goes, that's what I'm always trying to do is trying to get them closer and closer to Christ mm-hmm. and have a true relationship. So it was really cool. We really, I mean, we bonded really close then. And so at that, around that time, I, and just to kind of like show you what kind of person I was sitting next to by then, no one, his whole gang was gone. Mm-hmm. They were doing, I don't know what, but he was just sitting here and the, I was meeting someone down there later and they kept walking by <laughs> and refusing to come over because this guy looked so mean. Yeah. So they, I kept watching the person I was supposed to meet there and they kept walking back and forth. Like, you know, like, what like, is, what like, what is happening? Why are you talking to that? Like, are you okay? Yeah. Like, why are you talking to this guy? Yeah. Like, why are you talking to this guy? So just to like help you out, try to put a picture in your head, what the guy looked like. I mean, he was ripped and but old mm-hmm. older guy but looked like he could definitely handle some things so when you have like the leader of a group like that yeah like, i think so yeah you know you kind of know that what they say goes so it's like yeah what kind of guy am i talking to okay <laughs> what is he gonna tell these guys to do at any moment i mean yeah exactly if, like before you knew that he had a, a love of jesus yeah. you know christ in him it was like you could have went over there and sat down yeah and they just could have jumped you or there's so many that could have seen that had more money and just got me who knows yeah there's just so many things that yeah it's all like they could have gone wrong situations Mm -hmm. but really god was in it so yeah god was in all of it which was really cool and i think i think the biggest lesson i learned in that story and i've thought about that story for years and years of my life but I think what I learned the most in that that moment was God is in the unexpected. Mm-hmm. You know, I really didn't think that God would have been there, right? Mm-hmm. You almost think, oh, I'm bringing Jesus to them. Mm-hmm. 
but no, Jesus lived there already. And so then we actually got to have a really great time together. And even if, I think even, if, I guess, even if he didn't have Jesus in him, God would have been a part of that, right? So yeah. I think it was just a cool lesson for me to, to understand that God is in the unexpected. So when you see random people on the, you know, on the street or something with their behavior or, you know, they're not acting Christian, you know, quotation marks here, people, yeah. you know, you think, oh, they're not Christian. I don't want to be part of that. Yeah. But really they could easily have Christ living in them. Mm -hmm. It's just their behaviors off just a little bit. Like we can all get right. Yeah. And I think it goes back to that saying of like, don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. It's like, you really don't know. I have had conversations with people that I wouldn't expect had Christ living in them or that mm -hmm. Christ wouldn't meet me there, but then he was there. And then I've had other interactions where I felt like, oh, they're a believer and I'm a believer, but there was no life in Christ in that conversation and in that situation, yeah. you know, yeah, like, absolutely. even though God is in everything, it's just, it's almost like adjusting your expectation of what that looks like, yeah. because sometimes we can feel like, oh, God's going to be in this. So it's going to look this way and go this way. Yeah. But sometimes it is so unexpected where you're like, oh man, I was not expecting that conversation to be so Christ-filled. I mean, you're in a foreign country from yeah. where we live. Mm -hmm. You're in your early twenties. You're off farming mm -hmm. that God just woke you up being like, hey, go farm in Australia. Like, that's yeah. weird. Yeah, that's weird in itself. And then you just happen to go to town. You happen to have the cash on you. Mm -hmm. You know, like there's just so many little things that were just so many little mm -hmm. God details. details. Yeah, I know. And that's what I think the cool part, right? Because how many things he does that's just the fine tuning of the details. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's got to be so fun for him to be able to watch all that stuff come mm -hmm. together. Yeah. And even just like I said, you know, you go to Australia. And this guy that you meet on a park bench with all of these other members around him, friends around him, people around him, who knows what his little, little mm -hmm. Legos stacked up, yeah. you know, that God had there. Yeah, yeah, to make him be there. Mm -hmm. And there's just so many, it's so cool how God really makes our world so small and mm -hmm. creates these connections in places that are just so unexpected but you also know god was working on those details for so mm -hmm. long yeah that it wasn't just like oh you just showed up and went mm -hmm. and you met him there like that's yeah. what it can look like but really there were so many steps and i think god does that in all of our areas of life where it feels unexpected to us or it feels like out of thin air for us but really like god has mm -hmm. placed all of these things in its place for us to be in those moments yeah which are so cool yeah it is cool and how it basically how we finally say goodbye to each other he said you know in my what's the right word like culture, culture yeah when you you meet a friend you exchange gifts and he goes he goes honestly i don't really have anything yeah <laughs> he's like i basically live on the street i don't have anything but i do have this necklace so he took off this necklace and <clears throat> he said i love this necklace it uh represents like god's always watching me mm -hmm. and all my travels mm -hmm. and he goes here you go and i said oh 
so I, I just like, I think I just recently bought a long sleeve shirt. So I just took off my shirt and gave it to him. I said, does this fit? And it did. So he put it on and, and then we both said, we'll see you in heaven. It was that kind of exchange, you know, that we both knew we weren't going to see each other again. Yeah. But we will see each other again. So it was kind of cool because we were just looked in there. I'll see you in heaven, brother. Mm -hmm. We both hugged and he left. Yeah. And that was it. And I don't know. That story has always like jumped into my head every once in a while. Mm -hmm. Even to the today, just because you never know when you're going to find God in someone. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's really fun. It's so fun to see how big mm-hmm. it spreads out you know and just like you're saying just how he works everything yeah to for me to be in that certain spot yeah I think that that is my favorite part of ministry mm-hmm. is seeing who God places in your path and who you get to meet and what their story is mm-hmm. and just having that Christ-centered connection is so special And I just think it's so cool that, you know, again, I know I've already said it probably way too many times, but something as simple as you just going to go help a friend in Australia to farm, but then you have this really cool, really life altering God exchange to where you still remember it 20 years later and it still affects you 20 years later and you still talk about it. And it's a really cool piece of your testimony, as I'm sure it is of his or was of his because we don't know you know if he's still still living or what's happening but it's just so cool that how much god ordains in our life Mm -hmm. and just how much like sitting people watching on a park bench yeah brings christ into both of your guys's focus Mm -hmm. and how much a small conversation like that or a few hours of a conversation (laughs) can both recenter you guys in christ yes where from the outside it doesn't look like anything special yeah right it's like you just you could have met any believer he could have met any christian guy Mm -hmm. on the street right but it was you two needed to meet in that moment Mm -hmm. for a lifelong reminder of how great god is Mm -hmm. yeah so it's just so cool the little details when i mean you were walking into like an aboriginal gang Right. You know, but then found Jesus. Yeah, I know. So it's really cool. Yeah. It's wild. I love how God works. Yeah. And I mean, how fun is it for Jesus to have two brothers sit together and just talk about how amazing Jesus was Mm -hmm. or is? I feel like that's something a lot of people are missing right now. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people, it's easy to focus on other people's behavior or the things mm-hmm. that they're doing or what's happening in our world or all of the things that we all can see. We all know it's nutty mm-hmm. out there. Yeah. But I feel like sometimes we need that refocusing conversation. Of, mm-hmm. But where's God? Yeah. And what is he doing? Because I feel like that is what changes yeah. the long term. Yeah. Because he's always working on us to get closer to him. Mm-hmm. And it can look completely crazy to you or me. And I will just say that you regularly have surprised me with the things that God has told you to do and you do. Because I'm not usually, I'm like the cautious one. 
mm-hmm. of like, I'm just going to sit back here and enjoy what God <laughs> brings. And you're like, I'm going to fly halfway. Over. I mean, you did right. the same thing when you were going to Africa, you walked in our bedroom and said, this is going to look crazy right now. And you yeah. dropped to your knees. And I was like, what is happening? Then you stood up and you were like, I need to go to Africa. And I was like, okay. Well, I know when I got to go pray. That's I know. Thing, I, just, yeah. I love that about you. And I love that about your heart. And I love how much you follow God's lead because it's not, it's something that I know, like for me, I get like fearful of even following God's lead because I'm afraid I'll be wrong. Right. Yeah, right. Like what look, if I think look stupid, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. if I say like, oh, God's leading me to this and then I'm wrong, then I'm not being a good Christ follower because I just like deceived other people. But the reality is just like you were saying, God is in everything. Mm-hmm. So and he already knew you were going to choose that or not choose it. Yeah. And he opens doors and closes doors. And if I say like, I really feel like God's leading me to do this and he no longer is leading me or wasn't ever leading me. He's going to shut that path down and redirect me. Yeah, he's more than capable to shut a he path is. down. But I just love that you're always willing to just two feet in. God's telling me to do this and we do it. It really is cool. because yeah. and, and you meet cool people like this and you have a lot of really great stories of what God's done. Yeah, and I think it's one of those things too. I think God tells me things and then my humanness goes, no. Yeah. You know, and then he has to tell me a second time and go, no, go. And it's like, all right. I'll go. Yeah, I think that's I think that humanist first goes, yeah, I don't want to do that. Well, especially when it looks weird to the world, mm-hmm. right? Like, hey, go talk to those, the, you know, Aboriginal people, go sit down with them. It's like, no one would do that. Yeah, no, Why well, no one was. That? Everyone was crossing the street to make sure they didn't have to go by them. Right. And you even were like, I don't think so. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe if, and how many times do we say that? Okay, God, but if there's a seat. Yeah, if there's a seat, I'll sit. There's a seat, and then there's a seat, and it's like, Maybe a different seat, you yeah, know. We maybe try not to right like, in the middle of them, maybe on the end. Yeah, we try to like make our own rules. Yeah, around what God is asking us to do, and it's like the reality is, is God's asking you, so go. Yeah, God's yeah. asking you, so do it. Yeah, and I think it's even small things like yes, I know we've even talked about like he'll be walking through a store, and it's like, oh, I needed to go say hi to that person. Yeah, even though. You're not, and usually you don't ever get to a point of like talking about Christ or anything, but I think it helps people even just like noticing them. Yeah. And I think God knows that. Like, who knows what God's working on them mm-hmm. when God says, Hey, just go and say hi to them. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hey, how are you? Oh, you know, they're always like so surprised. Yeah. But you don't know what God's been doing and putting in in place, mm-hmm. working out for him. Yeah. Or her. And I do think we second guess it so much, just that humanness of, you know, we don't, not, nobody wants to be wrong. Nobody wants to look dumb, right? Like we all, it's like, oh, if I say something to this person, if I'm feeling like God is leading me to say something to this person walking by, mm-hmm. but what if they think I'm crazy? Yeah. What if they say, what if they get angry with us, yeah. right? It's like yeah. all these what ifs, what ifs, what ifs. Mm-hmm. But how many times has that really happened when you've said hello to someone or yeah. said, you know, it, it just never happens, but it is this battle between listening to God and listening to your fears mm-hmm. of, you know, what if they think I'm weird or something bad happens? And yeah. It's like, is God bigger than that? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it just brings up, and we'll, we'll probably end with this, but I remember uh, we were walking probably 
couple months ago when I somewhat could walk. I was just thinking about this. Oh, right. Do you want to share? No. Nope. Go ahead. And I'll try not to cry through it, but oh, no. the <laughs> we were walking and there was a police officer, a woman police officer at the we we walk around this lake and she was at a park bench just bawling her eyes out. Mm-hmm. And we both saw her. Yeah, both saw her, kind of walked by. And then all of a sudden, I just, it's just like hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, boom, I just stopped <laughs> right in my right in my tracks and yeah. said, I heard her clear as day. You need to go say hi to her. Yeah. It's like, but she's crying. You know, you don't want to be but, like, yeah, like, you know, she's sitting there obviously going through a hard time and she was just bawling. Oh, bawling. And we were just like. And we both had that feeling of like we should check on her, but we kind of looked at each other like, yeah, like should I do it? And she was she goes, if you're feeling you should do it, you should do it. So I just turned right around and went and did it. And you know, went up there and just said, Hey, are you okay? And she like, you know, caught herself a little bit like yeah. from choking up and just said, Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah. And then I even asked God, Do you want me to do anything else? And he said, No. Yeah. And so I said, Okay, if you need anything. We're going to be walking around just, you know, Let we, us know, we can talk if you need us. She goes, oh, thank you so much. We left when we came back around. She was gone. But yet again, you don't know what that's for. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of fun that God even allows us to be in that. Yeah. Just a little piece of someone's life, you know, yeah. but God's doing so much in that person's life. You just don't know what just a small, mm-hmm. um, I would say the wrong word gesture yeah or any reaction no interaction interaction (laughs) what would do for uh someone you know and that's i think that's the cool part about seeing what god's doing in each and every one of our lives well and i will just say because i'm just gonna go there after covid and after everything the suicide rate is so high within our world right now Mm -hmm. that it's like if God is nudging you to say hello to someone or to smile at someone or to ask how they're doing or to give them a call, then do it Mm -hmm. because you don't know what they're going through. And you don't know if that was the day that they woke up and said, you know, if no one talks to me today, Mm -hmm. then I'm just going to end my life. And you don't know if, you know, and, and I do believe it that God is bigger than our choices. And I do believe that, you know, he, I don't, hmm, this is going to be controversial. I don't believe that you can stand in God's way. I think we all have choice, but I think that if he's nudging you to do it, you should just do it instead of Mm -hmm. waiting and holding yourself back. Because although I know God can like flick you out of the way and be like, all right, I'll send this person. Still gives you choice. Still giving you choice. And I think it's so easy to hide behind our choice to not do something because we don't want to stand out or look weird or whatever the reason is, but especially the way that the world is going and especially with the high suicide rate and with coming out of this COVID fog where no one says hi to each other anymore and everyone's just kind of walking around the store blindly just trying to figure out life. I just feel like if God's leading you to just say hi or give a smile or something, Mm -hmm. That it's very important to do so because just like this interaction changed your life mm-hmm. in Australia 20 years ago, who knows who would be affected by mm-hmm. the same scenario, but that could be part of their story now of 
someone just came up and started talking to me and it changed mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. So don't hold back. Yeah. And I I don't think it's really that con- controversial mm-hmm. just because I think most people will know that you can't, God doesn't really, can't really do anything else if you don't move forward. Mm-hmm. You got to at least move forward in any kind of, even if, even if you're like, can't figure out what decision to make. Does God want me to do this? Does he not want me to do this? Just make a choice and then see what he does. Yeah, you got to at least move forward. Yeah. I think it's very important to just move forward and then let him do what he needs to do. Yeah, I agree. And he is, like you said, in the unexpected, so. Yeah, I know. It's kind of funny. It kind of surprises you a lot, so. Yeah, and I feel like, and I'll just say this one thing. I feel like when you really just go for it and you really lean into where God is leading you, it is so fruitful Mm -hmm. (laughs) compared to just hiding and keeping God to yourself. Mm -hmm. The amount of conversations that you get to have about Jesus when you just step out in faith and just Mm -hmm. make the decision and just go do these things and then have the conversations, it not only can help them but how much it can bring you closer to Christ too. Mm-hmm. It just is you, everybody benefits from just stepping out in faith. Yeah. And I think just to go off of that, I think with the enemy, when he starts telling you, no, you don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't want to look like an idiot. No, you're, they don't want you to bother them. Why would you do that? Yeah. You know, you hear all those little things and it's like, wait a minute. You know what, what am I doing here? Yeah. Just, Say it and go. It's, yeah, it's good to question those thoughts, I think, that come in. Agreed. And go, hmm, is this from me, from God, or Satan? That's a big question, isn't it? That is a big question. Yeah. All right, everybody. <laughs> we'll, we'll end it there. Thank yeah. you for letting me tell that story. Thanks for telling it. It's one of my favorite stories that you tell because it's so simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's just a fun story, but... Get to see God in it mm-hmm. so much. I so, love that. Mm-hmm. So thanks for sharing your heart. Why, thank you. You're <laughs> welcome, I mean. <laughs> All right. We'll... Uh, Don't forget the Audible. Audible. Shop. Shop. Uh, merch. New booklets coming your way yeah. shortly. Necklace of Lies booklet is on. Mm-hmm. Unique self-test app. Up, running, and amazing. Mm-hmm. So if you are an app person, like I know we are, it's a great, great app to be able to have. And you can take it on the website too. And you can take it on the website too. All right, everyone, <laughs> have a good day. See ya. Bye. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Make sure to like and subscribe so you are the first to know when a podcast is released. Thanks for listening. And we look forward to you joining us next time here at Abiding Life Studios.